Thanks for joining us for the Long Island Sound Podcast. Each week we explore new music and dive deeper with the artists and their stories behind the music. Please subscribe and rate and review us wherever you stream this podcast. Here's your host, Steve Yusko. When collaboration and chemistry come together, you're in for something special and magic is about to happen. Throw the music of Gene Clark, one of the originators of The Birds, together with Pete Mancini and Bill Herman from Paradiddle Records, and it's really going to be something special. I had to throw on the sunglasses because things were so bright and wild in this episode. You're really going to enjoy it. There's so much to talk about. There's a new album out called Silent Troubadour with Pete Mancini and Rich Lanahan. There's a show coming up on uh, November 16th and the release of the album on the 17th to give you a taste of the music. Let's listen to Gypsy Rider. Thank you. 
your face into the wind Find another road You've never been I tell you, I have a really special event, a special episode on the Long Island Sound podcast. I've got two of my favorite people, one who's been both a guest and a guest host. No, both have been guest hosts. Holy crap. This is like the stars are aligning. I have Bill Herman from Paradiddle Records and Pete Mancini. And Pete, I see Pete popping up everywhere. I'm getting the tingles here. Uh, like, I'm going to say, you know, when I'm 80, I knew him when, when he was, you know, just Pete, not, you know, Pete in the Golden Palace with, you know, well, Grammys and, and stuff. Hopefully before <laughs> hey, I didn't then. Introduce, I didn't, intru- I didn't introduce yeah, you. Right, You're not right. supposed to be talking. Like, I hope hey, we don't have to wait to that long <laughs> for you to say it, so. <laughs> well, welcome to the Long Island Sound <laughs> Podcast, Bill Herman and Pete Mancini. Good to see you guys. Good to be back, man. Good to see you. Yeah. So today's episode is a special episode because in my shiny little hands right here, we have a new album that is coming out on November 17th, if I'm right. Correct. Right, right, right. right. Uh, called Silent Troubadour. And it's, uh, it's kind of in the genre of what Bill Herman does in Paradiddle Records, where they take an artist and they usually have other people cover their songs and interpret them in their way. And we're really blessed to have Pete Mancini and another guy who's not here, uh, Rich Lanahan, who joined together on this CD to cover Gene Clark, who is the original um, maker or uh, a guy who started the birds, right? One of them, one of the founding members and the uh, principal songwriter when they first started out. Yeah, for the first two records. All right, so bring me into the inner sanctum of Paradiddle Records between Bill Herman, Rich, and Pete. And how do you guys come up with these ideas, and how did you settle on Gene Clark? Bill, you want to start? Sure. Uh, I was out, I think I went out one night to see these guys play, and they did a couple bird songs. And I always had in the back of my mind that it would be a great band to cover. And I said, why don't you guys come over? We'll record some bird songs because uh, those these guys singing together the harmonies I mean it's just phenomenal so they they really knock it out of the park with that um, so they came over one night and we rolled tape and we started recording some songs and uh, and then it kind of evolved I don't know Pete you want to take the story from there yeah sure um, it was pretty cool 
because Bill reminded me that the first session for this album was in 2017. So, wow. So, Bill asked us to come over and record some Birds tunes in 2017. I think we did three or four tracks and they just sat and we didn't really know what to do with them. And, you know, life gets in the way, pandemic gets in the way. Um, you know, things happened and, uh, you know, we don't really have to go into that here, but, um, you know, eventually yeah. I started reading this book, Mr. Tambourine Man by John Enerson. And, um, it was just the definitive text on Gene Clark and it was just a heartbreaking, but also inspiring read. Um, and, you know, I said to Bill and Rich, I'm like, you know, why don't we, uh, why don't we focus on Gene? We already had two of his songs. We had feel a whole lot better and full circle. Uh, we're in that first batch mm-hmm. of tunes we recorded. So we ended up, uh, you know, trying to uh, get back to the studio and finish this album. And what we ended up doing was uh, we did seven more Gene Clark tunes, and then uh, I ended up writing the title track, which kind of tied the whole thing together. And, uh, yeah, that's how we got Silent Troubadour. Yeah, you know what? I, I looked. Uh, I didn't know Gene Clark. Um, I knew the name from the birds, but just barely. And, I, uh, you know, I read his story on Wikipedia, and man, what a roller coaster ride of uh, a life! Mm-hmm. A life cut too short. I think he, he passed away um, from a few demons at, at the age of forty six. Yeah. Um, but but he yep. also, uh, you know, uh, they they said basically he had such a unique way of singing and bringing emoting in his music. Um, you know, uh, back with the birds and, and with the other groups that he was with. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Go ahead, Pete. Um, were you, I saw you motioning, Bill. Did you have something to... No, I was just going to say, yeah, you know, you talk about his singing. Uh, with the Birds, he was one of the, I guess, the two lead singers along with Roger McGuinn. But during his solo stuff, I think that's really where his, you could hear him emote and his voice come out. And he, he really became a, a, a singer that, that, that really captured you. You know, in the Birds, he was just part of a group. But solo, he was he was phenomenal, too, so... Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he, he, go ahead, Pete. His, um, you know, his first few solo records uh, with Dillard and Clark, and uh, you know, those albums are very, you know, early of what we now call Americana. He was one of the architects of of what we now call Americana, and you know, everyone, you know, I love Graham Parsons. You know, Sweetheart of the Rodeo, legendary album. The Graham records are some of my favorites of all time. But Gene doesn't really get enough credit. He's not mentioned in the same breath as Graham Parsons or any of the other founding fathers of, uh, you know, country rock or Americana. But Gene was like right there doing it before anybody else, really. And um, it just kind of exploded. And uh, now, I mean, now everyone's kind of hopping on the train that uh, Gene set in motion. Gene and Graham and uh, the Birds and all those bands, what what they did is now we're seeing the, the influence today. It's very cool. Yeah, you know, you know, it's kind of interesting. He's almost a casualty of the celebrities or the guys who became celebrities. You know, the David Crosby's and and Roger McGuinn. You know, these names kind of just roll off the tongue, and he's in the shadow. He's almost like the uh, the George Harrison of of the birds. You know, uh, early yeah. on, at least in my for a guy who doesn't know much about music. You know, that's that's the way I viewed it. So what I love about what you guys have done. Uh, and you did this with the Hank Williams uh, uh, CD, which is in my car, and I play it on trips. And it, I just like 
and for the audience, there's there's another album out. Pete's on it. Uh, Pete's on the opening track uh, called uh, Hank Williams Uncovered. I love that, and that really just it got me enamored with Paradiddle Records and what you guys do and how um, you reimagine through your voice and your art um, great music. Um, and it's a, and it's a real treat. And but what it really does for me, it helps me discover. Uh, the the art and the genius of the songwriter, uh, like like Gene Clark, and that's that's what I love about what you guys do. But I got to ask you this, Pete: sure. how, did, how did you how did you connect with Rich Lanahan and started doing you know some of the bird stuff? Because you, you you're a hard guy to follow as far as projects. You're with the Hillsman, you're here, you're there. So just give me, give me a give me a little synopsis of of how that came together. Yeah, sure. Um... I met Rich through NERMA, which is New York Roots Music Association, and um, my buddy Russ Seeger, he introduced me to Rich, and he's like, you know, this is a guy that you need to know, and then he walked away, and just, that's when I met Rich, and I was like, look that's at this. That's how Russ rolls, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah, Russ. Rich has the, this mustache, and he's got the uh, jean jacket, and, you know, he's like, yeah, he's a great telly player, and um, I, I quickly learned that we liked all the same records. I mean, like, you know, we're talking the alt-country movement, anything mm -hmm. vaguely Americana, riches into it, and um, our record collections basically mirror each other's. We liked all the same guitar players, we liked all the same songwriters, and uh, we started doing these duo gigs together, and what's really cool about gigging with Rich is we don't have a set list, we don't have rehearsals, we just set up and we just play for three hours or whatever the gig is. And uh, it's not even like we exchange words. It's just he starts playing a song. I just start playing along with him and, and singing with him. And uh, yeah, you know, that wow. kind of chemistry, I think it's just because we listen to all the same stuff. And uh, it's a really cool thing. Um, so I'm really, really happy that I got to, you know, that Bill asked me and rich to come in because we got to document some of that chemistry and uh you know gigging with rich i've learned so much about guitar from from rich because he really is a phenomenal guitar player and uh yeah this was just a really cool project to hunker down on so i think that chemistry you know like you said we got to document it on on this cd and i think that's one of the reasons the cd is as good as it is because you guys just really sync up well together Nice. Yeah. Now, talk, talking about that, uh, you've got a show coming up at my father's place, right, uh, that you're going to recreate. I think you're going to do the whole album, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're very excited. It's the night before the album comes out. It's um, November 16th, which is a Thursday. And uh, we've put together a band to play the songs. So it's going to be me and Rich, and then we got Bill on drums, and Jerry McEveney from the famous Dr. Scanlon band is going to be on bass. He's a fellow Birds fanatic, so he was kind of the natural uh, choice to take the Chris Hillman chair. And, uh, yeah, we're really excited. We're going to play the album in full, and then we're going to play some uh, Birds classics to close out the night. So Hey, let's do let's do this. This is the promotional side of Steve Yusko. Hey, I'm going to invite everybody who's watching and listening to this. Look down in the description. You're going to find a special link for the show. We're going to run some sort of special... Um, just for our listeners of the Long Island Sound podcast. So take a look, click the link below. I'm going to the show. Uh, that, I don't care what my wife says. I'm going. Uh, and uh, 
you know, because one, I, I enjoy both you gentlemen. I enjoy, I mean, Pete, I got to see you play live. You played uh, in Bayshore with us, and it was just kind of something special. But you know what I'm interested in now is when you tell me that there's chemistry between you and Rich, okay, and it's great that you captured it on, you know, digitally, but that, chemis that chemistry lives on in a live performance, uh, and that's something to, to behold. So I'm encouraging everybody who's listening to this, stop, hit pause, go into the description. Pull If you're in a car, uh, pull over first, hit pause, <laughs> and look in the description, and get and get your tickets to this, because it's going to be a fun time. Uh, and that's the, which my father's place is? Is this the one in Glen Cove? Uh, this, it's actually back at the Roslyn Hotel. So the okay. location where it was before the pandemic, they're now back. It's called the Roslyn Cellar. And... Um, yeah, we're just looking forward to playing in that room again because it's a great space for music. So, yeah, right, right in Nassau County and uh, easily accessible. And uh, anyway, I'm sorry being pitch man here, but uh, no, no pitch away, I, pitch away, pitch yeah. away. I'm gonna spend the, the next show. 25 minutes. Come to the <laughs> show. But it, I, I can I can testify as as a uh, as a fan of Pete Mancini that uh, you're gonna experience something very very special and. Besides the chemistry that I'm looking forward to uh, between you and Rich, yet yeah, Pete, you really have a great chemistry with the audience. You have nice little uh, light banter and conversation. And uh, as I said to you before, you know, it's like you inviting us into your living room, you know, to experience that uh, your art. So uh, well, thank, thank you for what you do. Yeah, I can guarantee uh, general merriment and. <laughs> excitement beyond your wildest dreams if you come to the show out there in yeah. podcast land yeah. so yeah that, that, that well, used to be a promise i made to my wife early on when we got married but yeah. uh, let's not talk about that <laughs> <laughs> we should also mention that uh jerry mckevney is part of gathering time so if you're a fan of that of that band which is a terrific band great band um, yeah, come on out because we're going to have those kind of harmonies going on uh down at my father's place all right, Bill, I want you to give me, a, obviously we know who Pete is. Tell me a little bit about uh, Rich, and, and your, you play on you play uh, the drums on, on the album as well. We're going to show it again. Silent Troubadour out on uh, November 17th, and November 16th is the special show that we've been talking right, right. about. But tell us, tell us about who's on this and what they do. All right, well, of course, Pete and Rich, um, me playing drums kind of, just happened I, we were there was a couple tracks i said you know these might sound good with some drums and bass pete lays down some bass i laid down drums and it expanded a little bit from there um wait a second wait, also... a, wait, wait wait a second tell the truth the the drummer didn't show up and you, you had to fill in right <laughs> no no the drum, was... no the drum oh no the drum, okay. the drummer wanted too much money and, and i and i play <laughs> I'm, I'm cheap so you know that's what happened <laughs> no, really, it was just, you know, these these tracks were sitting around for so long, and when we finally started moving on them, I was like, oh, this is good, and, and, and originally really was going to be completely acoustic. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And it sounded great acoustic, but then, you know, we put a tambourine on a track. We're like, oh, all right, that's cool. Makes sense, because Gene Clark was the tambourine player. But then, you know, I thought there was one song that could we could kick up a little, and, you know, so, I mean, I, I don't play on every track, so... We still have a lot of that acoustic feel throughout the record, so that's cool. Um, but Rich is the one who got the uh, the Mastersons involved. He sent a couple. How many tracks are they on? Pete, three. 
I believe they're on four. Four. So yeah. he sent them four of his tracks and said, you know, I'd love for you guys to be on this. And uh, they added some some violins, some harmonies. Um, mm. What was it? Uh, what what else were the other instruments that they added? Yeah, the pedal steel um, too. Some I think. pedal steel. steel. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. What's really cool. Uh, the Mastersons. They were part of uh, Steve Earle's band, Steve Earle and the Dukes, for a number mm-hmm. of years. And um, yeah, I got to meet them. Rich introduced me to them, and uh, they're just phenomenal musicians. Like Eleanor Whitmore, she did the string arrangement on Gypsy Rider. Uh, she played okay. fiddle on the title track Silent Troubadour. And uh, Chris Masterson, he played pedal steel on the, um, what was the track? Hear the Wind. Was it? it yeah, Hear the Wind. That's yeah. right. That's, that's the third track, Hear the Wind. Yes. Yeah, right, that's cool. right. Nice. Let's, so let's really, do... it really filled out those songs. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's a great touch. They're, they're one, a wonderful contribution by them. Elevated now, the be... whole thing. Yep. Now, what's, what I find interesting about these collaborations, right? You know, especially when you're an artist and you're gigging out, Pete, right? You're, you're doing your thing and you hear about so-and-so or somebody says, oh, you, you know, you should connect with him. But never the tween always meets, you know, uh, as far as, but finding these opportunities at Paradiddle Records sounds really, really kind of cool where you can kind of expand your, your network of, of fine artists. So let's do this. I just want to take a quick break. And when we come back from the break, I want to talk about the song our audience heard, uh, Gypsy Rider. And, and you guys give me some background on how that was developed and, and tweaked to, uh, to make it on the album. Hey everybody, stick with us. We're with Pete Mancini and Bill Herman from Paradiddle Records. And we're talking about whoop, 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 Silent Troubadour, the songs of Gene Clark with Pete Mancini and Rich. What's Rich? Rich Lanahan, there he is. Anyway, that's I, I got it together, really. <laughs> we'll be right back after the break. Hang with us, everybody. A lot more to come. Are you ready for the ultimate podcasting adventure? The Long Island Sound Podcast offers you not one, but two ways to engage with our captivating content. Tune in to our audio podcast on your favorite platform and let your imagination paint vivid pictures of Long Island stories. Or if you're craving a visual feast, catch our video podcast on Spotify and on the Long Island Sound YouTube channel. Double the options, double the excitement. Hey everyone, we are back and we are talking about, I feel like I'm on the late night TV, Silent Troubadour. Songs of Gene Clark with Pete Mancini and Rich Lanahan, produced also by Bill Herman from Paradiddle Records. Before the break, we talked about the song Gypsy Rider from Gene Clark that our audience heard. So tell me how that came about. And uh, I'm, I'm curious, is it just like the way Gene Clark did it, or what's the differences, if any? Um. Well... That was one of the tracks that we cut after we had decided um, we were going to do a Gene Clark album. So we kind of had this renewed focus, and we came in, and um, I actually didn't really use Gypsy Rider as a reference. Rich just bought his songs to the table, and I kind of mm-hmm. just strummed along and uh, kind of grounded what he was doing. And, uh, you know, we, we sang some harmonies, and um, that was where one of the tracks where... Eleanor Whitmore comes in with the string arrangement, and uh, she ended up playing 
several violin tracks, and I think she did a cello, which is actually a Mellotron sample. And uh, she just came wait, up with wait, this wait, beautiful... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> You're talking to a knucklehead. What's a Mellotron sample? Ah, so a Mellotron is like a, a 60s organ. They, they were very rare, um, kind of like a parlor instrument that you could get, like, orchestral sounds in your house. They So when you would hit a okay. key, a, a reel of tape would play. And then it would play out. So you know, um, the best, probably oh, most oh, well known, oh. most well known example of a mellotron is uh, "Strawberry Fields Forever." That instrument in the beginning, that's a mellotron, okay. like a classic mellotron sound. Yeah, I saw a video where Paul McCartney is uh, is explaining it, where he hits a key and it rewinds the tape and goes mm -hmm. through. And, it. He, goes, and he goes, "Yeah, oh, this is still loaded up." Yeah, like it's still loaded up from, you know, the 60s. Yeah, sure, Paul. Right. <laughs> Blow the dust off it. Yeah, yeah, that's called the setup. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I didn't, it's, no, no, thank yeah, you for uh, that's, uh, so, educating me. So that was actually a Mellotron sample that for the, uh, the cello part on that song, which I thought was brilliant. And this arrangement that she came in, we all got chills when we heard the playback. It was just like, it, it, it was us playing Gypsy Rider, but then when the strings came in, it was this cinematic thing and rich's vocals Ooh. he has a very unique vocal style so yeah he just had this kind of I, I feel like you know you could picture him riding a motorcycle or something you know <laughs> like he was just like oh, the, the, song, the, the song was perfect for his voice yeah i mean he, he did he did such a great job on that one yeah nice really nice. came together beautifully and um you know it's it, the the rhythmic approach we took for the song kind of um you know, playing these songs as if they were Oasis songs, like from the 90s, you know, uh, strumming wise and chordal wise, you know, like, so I added some, some not, not very Americana guitar touches that you, you wouldn't really notice if I didn't say anything, but uh, a lot of these we're songs. Gonna notice, Matt, Matt, you, we're going to notice now. Yeah, I'm playing them like <laughs> Oasis songs a little bit. And uh, yeah, no, I think we, um, we came in somewhere close, but also somewhere new in some of these arrangements like uh hear the wind is another one uh that i love and um changing heart you know there's so many beautiful songs we only did nine we could easily do another volume of this record and uh not touch any of the same ground you know he, he really had that many great songs so that's nice Hey, when I opened up the CD, and by the way, thanks for sending me the CD to check it out. There's all this great liner notes in it, and I like the little the ink drawing of Gene Clark in it. People can see it. Bill, tell me about that. Who, I don't know who wrote this. Well, the liner notes were written by Steve Matteo, who is uh, an author, a Long Island author, who does a lot of writing about rock and roll. Um, and actually, I'm going to do a little plug for him. Because his latest book, you're probably seeing it backwards. But, no, no, uh, it's, it, yeah, it's good. It, okay. Yep. Act Naturally. Um, so this is about the Beatles on film. And he just came out with this a couple months ago, and he's been promoting that. But Steve is, is you know, has written uh, books about, you know, about the Beatles, about Dylan. He's written for the Times, uh, the Los Angeles Times, Rolling Stone. So he's... He's a really good writer with a great reputation, and he was kind enough to uh, lend us his talents for this particular CD. I think it's partly because he's a Gene Clark fan too. So, oh, nice. Uh, some great liner notes. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 nice. Uh, 
that you have that. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, when I used to buy albums, buy vinyl, you know, you're listening to the music and you're reading, you're reading like we try to uh, accommodate here on the Long Island Sound, the backstory of, of how things kind of uh, come together. Because I always find that interesting. You know, music just doesn't appear out of... Uh, out of nothing, it takes a lot of planning and, and a lot of work, and uh, this looks well, like a real, really great project. I mean, there's always a story, and that was what was great about albums back in the day, and today I'm glad they've come back because there's so much more information you can get on an album, and it just it makes the listening experience that much more enjoyable. The more you know about the music, you know, sometimes it's good to to listen to a record without knowing anything. But then the right. second time through, you want to learn everything you can if you like the record. You know, who wrote this? You know, who, who produced it? Uh, why did they write it? And, you know, a lot of that can come through on, on some great liner notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and reading about it, you know, it almost, to me, perks my ear up to, oh, oh yeah, that's Pete singing harmony behind that. As you're reading who's on a particular particular track and the fact that you're pointing out how the strings came in, that's that's pretty amazing. It's almost... Reminds me when I've seen these videos where they go back into the studio and they deconstruct the song, you know, by uh, bringing in the different levels. Oh, this is where so-and-so did this unique thing and it really added to the whole fulfillment of, of the, the song that we hear today. It's, it's kind of right. cool. So, Pete, uh, big question. Sure. How would you, you sneak one of your own songs into this? Uh, well, I uh, <laughs> had just finished that book. And, you know, okay. as I said, it's a, it's a real heartbreaking story. Um, you know, and I, I was just kind of, several things stuck with me. Uh, one was how Gene, when he wrote, people described that he would just kind of go to another place and just channel. Okay. And he would just get out a pen and just, like, he would go into some kind of state and just channel the song. And then, like, you know, he, he wasn't really editing. He just... He would come out on the page and he would just do it. And I was like, wow, you know, it sounds like he was really plugged into something. And uh, there's there's a lot of great stories, too. It's not just a heartbreaking read, but um, there's one story that I loved where he was playing the Troubadour. And it was like a big comeback show for Gene Clark. And, you know, everyone's there. Dylan's there. Joan Baez is there. And, you know, everyone's in the crowd waiting to see Gene. And, you know, it's like, where's Gene? You know, the band's playing. All of a sudden, they see him. He's swinging in the rafters, and he's like high above the stage in the ceiling, and just the crowd goes wild, you know. And like I thought, that was like, you know, one of the many sides of Gene. You know, he wasn't just like the quiet guy in the Birds who ceded his guitar to David Crosby. He was also the, the wild man who was swinging in the rafters at the Troubadour, and uh, you know, I, you know, the different kinds. You know, Doug Weston's Troubadour. Silent Troubadour, it started, you know, the hamster started going. And I was like, okay. I sat down, I wrote this, and I sent it to Bill. And I think he said, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, cool. I, I prob- Yeah, that was, that was my reaction. I, I, it, you know what? The song was perfect to wrap up the CD. Uh, yeah. You know, it tells the story of Gene Clark in, I don't know how long it is, uh, three minutes and 18 seconds. He tells the story of Gene Clark. You get to know him. And uh, so after listening to nine of his songs, now uh, here's a song that tells his story. It was it was perfect. It was great. Thank yeah, you, and Pete, you know, you you, sure. you bring up another good um, songwriting tip, and it's almost like I I, uh, I was taught this in creative writing back in high school at Holy Trinity was, hey, you know, don't edit in the moment. You know, 
put it out there, channel it, get everything on page. Don't throw anything out. Don't cross anything out. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like you said, get get on the hamster wheel, right? Yeah. And and let and let let that creativity flow, which is sometimes difficult to do, because it may not sound perfect when you're spitting it out or putting it on the page. That I could see my myself, you know, ah, oh, no, that's no good. It's all good, and go back to it later, and then and then work uh, work your magic in the recipe of how you're going to spill it out. You know, exactly. Ma- uh, magic happens in the editing. I think um, that's when a good song can go to a great song. And a great song could go to, you know, whatever the level I haven't achieved is after that. But uh, right. no, one hey, thing I would Pete, like to note is that sure. I, I've been working with Bill for a very long time, and he never says holy shit. So when I sent him Silent Troubadour <laughs> and he said that, I was like, okay, this is a good one. So right, right. And the, the project right, was done let... after that, you know. Yeah. But, Pete, you, you have attained that level. It's just maybe there's people in the audience who haven't heard it yet. Let's put it that way. So oh, I appreciate nice that. And, Thank you. And, well, and that- you know, so this is a song he wrote about Gene Clark, but on one of his records, I think it was Foothill Freeway, um, he recorded a song. It wasn't written by him. It was written by Russ Seeger and Gary Grant. Uh, his, and Gary Grant called Sweethearts of the Rodeo, and that was a song about the birds. Um, so Pete, you know, is is obviously a huge fan of the birds. He's willing to sing about them and, and record, for, you know, so. And that's, and actually, if you come to my father's place, and I'm sure you're all going to be buying tickets right after this podcast, yeah, I think right you might get to hear Sweethearts of the Rodeo. Is that true? Yeah. Is that true, I, Pete? I believe right. so. Yeah, that, that was a real cool... Thing. And, and that was an obvious template for Silent Troubadour. So, you know, Russ and Gary, if you guys are listening, uh, thank you for letting me record that one because that was the mission statement for uh, my first solo record. So, and it inspired this. Nice. So, Hey, now that we've, you guys have whet the appetite for the audience uh, and prepare their ears, why don't we let them listen to Silent Troubadour and we'll be right back after you check out this song. Hang with us, everybody. From Tipton to L.A. You got caught up in the breeze Found peace in Mendocino Amongst the tall trees Sang songs of life and heartache Left us wanting more The singer with the tambourine Silent Troubadour to the sun you plugged right into something called lightning all the run you always got back up when you hit the floor you were swinging in the rafters of western troubadour singing I'm being 
peaks and valleys for as long as you could stand. You never pulled your punches when things didn't go as planned. Your songs live in the hearts and minds of those who know the score. They're still ringing in the rafters at Western True the door. Yes, your songs live in the hearts and minds of those who know the score. They sing it with the tambourine silent True the door. Hell yeah, we're back. We're back with uh, who the hell is this? Who's on? Oh, I don't know. It's it's Bill Herman. He's 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 the guy with the glasses, and Pete Mancini. He's the guy with the talent, uh, and we have Rich Lanahan, who's not here, but he's probably listening. Wondering well, why didn't you invite Rich him? is but, um, uh, he's it, actually on his way to the gig. You know, he travels by covered wagon, so. Right. Yeah, Rich is a little old. Rich is old school. <laughs> he's betting down the horses right now. Yeah. So Love what we're Rich. what we're talking about is Silent Troubadour. There's two important dates for our audience to know about. The release of the album, the CD, is November 17th. You're hearing this probably right before the 17th, uh, and definitely before the 17th, because we want you to come to the show at my father's place. It's called. What's it called now, Pete? Uh, it's called My Father's Place at the Roslyn Cellar, which is located at the, the Roslyn Cellar. Roslyn Cellar at the hotel. Hotel. And, and you go to Epi's, Epi Presents on the website, is the, right? Isn't that the website, Pete? Epi, Epi Presents. Presents, but you can get tickets at PeteMancini.com slash shows. So that's- yeah, so I'm going to have all those links right down here, and we're going to run a special contest and just keep your eyes peeled on the Long Island Sound podcast on our YouTube channel and our Instagram. We're going to have a special offer for our listeners. We're going to keep that a mystery because we are still figuring it out. No. <laughs> but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great show. I, I promise you no one is going to be uh, disappointed whatsoever. And that's going to be on November 16th at the Roslyn Hotel. And uh, Epi will be there, right? Epi's going to be there. Dude's a legend. So we're happy to be uh, uh, heading back to that venue. Even I have a couple of epi stories, which I will not divulge at this point. But (laughs) maybe maybe on on Instagram. We'll see. Maybe uh, on a future episode. We all have some great... Well, Pete might be too young, but we all have some great stories about seeing shows at the original My Father's Place. Man, that place was amazing. Yeah, I actually popped up on some site popped up that 40 years ago i went and saw jim the jim small band on halloween at my father's place the only time i was wow. at my father's place back back in the day so uh, what a great yeah. venue that was yeah. and i uh, saw many shows there they were all good so nice yeah it was, it was just just a great place it was like almost like a cellar type of place and yeah great, great stage yeah and a lot of famous people there for sure but you're getting the opportunity to see the famous people from the wellspring of talent here on Long Island, Pete Mancini and Rich Lanahan. At, did, I show, did I show everybody this? Silent Troubadour. And what a great song, you know, Pete, the fact that you uh, watched the documentary, you got further into Gene Clark and, and the birds, and you were inspired to write the song. 
I'm going to listen to that song again because I really want to pick it pick it apart and, and see your influences and how you talk about things. So uh, it's exciting, exciting stuff. What else we got? Well, Pete, what else you got going on? I mean, you're busy. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. I just saw something on social media that you were like down south or something recording. I go, what the hell is this? Yeah, what, uh, what's he doing down south? I was uh, back it. at Dialback Sound in Water Valley, Mississippi, working on album yeah. number four. So uh, that is hopefully coming soon, and um, you know, probably next year we'll it'll be out. So stay stay tuned for that. <laughs> yeah, but how did? Like, what drew you to to that recording studio? Uh, and or if you maybe you can't talk about it. Maybe no, it's, no, it's, it's all good. Um, I did my last record there with uh, Matt Patton from Drive By Truckers and uh, Bronson Two okay. producing. And uh, this one, uh, Matt Patton is producing again. And yeah, we had a great time. Uh, Ten new songs. It's probably the most rocking album I've ever made. Uh, so I'm cool. I'm very excited to finish it and get it out there. So. I'll be uh, making nice. a big stink about it when it's out, so uh, you know we'll definitely uh, have to chat again when once things oh, are. Yeah, yeah, bring your st bring your stink right back to the Long Island Sound podcast. Exactly, we'll, uh... stink it up. <laughs> we'll still stink it up real good. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, you know, I was, I was just thinking through my mind. You know, um, and I hope the audience gets to experience this. Our our whole sole um, goal at the Long Island Sound podcast is music discovery. Uh, I'm discovering, uh, I, I'm an old bastard, but I'm discovering guys like Pete and Bill and Nirma and these uh, sub-communities that are on Long Island that have, and I say wellspring of talent, and I mean it's a wellspring of talent because when you see these musicians and artists live, it, it's giving me the chills right now. It's just a great time, and there's a great thirst, at least for me, uh, when Debbie and I are going out or, hey, what's coming up in the next couple of weeks? First thing my wife asked me, where's their live music playing? And who do you know? And let's go see them. And let's go support them because the only way musicians can really make it is by us going out and seeing live music. And I want to thank uh, people like uh, Epi uh, who promote original artists out there and Blue Point Brewery and Katie's of Smithtown and a number of places who still support original music, and they're few and far between. And I'm talking to the venue operators out there. Give these guys a chance. You're going to build a community of uh, people around them at your venue. It's just, um, I don't know, it's, it's just, that's my experience. So, uh, right on, man. Hey, guys, yeah, amen to that, right? And, and back to my preaching. How do you like that? <laughs> it's just uh, preaching music. There you go, Which man. is a lot easier than, than other stuff. Hey, guys, it was so great to have you on uh, the Long Island Sound Podcast. You guys know you're always welcome here. Anyway, uh, so before we wrap up, Silent Troubadour, the songs of Gene Clark with Pete Mancini and Rich Lanahan, Paradiddle Records, November 17th show, November 16th. Get your tickets. Look down below. That's where you're going to find the links and the special link for the listeners of the Long Island Sound Podcast. Guys, thanks for being here. What a pleasure. Awesome. Thanks for, oh, having, thanks us. for having us. This was a lot of fun, All right. as always. All right. We'll see you next time. Be well, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate the time you spent with us. Please subscribe and comment and visit us at gigdestiny.com. Until next time, be generous with your joy. 
Keep your spirits high and let the music take you on a journey. Be well. Peace.